Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm the founder of Koya. Koya remembers that everything is interconnected, lives a lifestyle of reverence, integrates the polarities of masculine and feminine, light and dark, and heaven and earth into wholeness. Koya honors the energy that moves outwards to the cardinal directions, to the north, to trust the physical sensation of truth in the body, to the south, anchoring your truth through doing your sacred work in the world, to the west, following the call of your soul to explore, and to the east, living your life as prayer. Koya also honors the energy that moves inwards to access your inner wisdom, inner creativity, inner sensuality, and inner light. Koya honors through movement, ritual, community, and pilgrimage, exploring the paths that point you back to your soul, giving you courage to enter the portal of possibility, to remember to remember. Our first series is about the call to create and that our bodies were meant to do this. We'll explore the themes of menstruation, pregnancy, hormonal cycles, and the value of lived experience in the body as a way to map the path of creation from idea to actualization. Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik. Today, I'm here with Tammy Brunk, who is a certified shamanic astrologer, former president of the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School, an active dream teacher with Robert Moss's Dream Teacher Program. She is the founder of the popular Astrology for Earth Renewal e-zine and Sky Apprentice Program, which I'm a student of. And I'm Possible Headlines Project. She's a co-creator with Kaylin Castell of the Inanna Rising and Getting Personal with the Goddess Teleclass series and co-founder of Venus Alchemy. In 2010, she became the first to lead live circles to the entire Venus synodic cycle as guided by the Inanna descent myth and has conducted in-depth research into the Venus return cycle. Her life passion is to call in and reawaken the priestesses and earth mages through ceremonial work with Venus by marrying the worlds of dreaming and shamanic astrology so as to accelerate our collective collaboration of an earth regenerative culture. And you can find out more about her at astrologyforearthrenewal.com and venusalchemy.com. Wow. (laughs) Tammy, I'm so honored to have you here. I'm such a big fan of your work. I'm a striving student. I want to clear my calendar so I can just study more (laughs) with you. And I'm grateful for any time our paths intersect. So I'm grateful that one of those times is right here, right now, today. And thank you so much for your time. And I was joking with Tammy a little bit before we started saying just we have about 20 minutes. And if you could just tell us everything about Venus, that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Rochelle. Yeah, just just go. It's just go. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the moment of this call, Venus is in the sign of Aries and ready to begin very soon a new Aries cycle. So it's very perfect that we want to just focus in on there and just get it done because that is an Aries kind of thing. Mm. So, 
in alignment with divine cycles. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll just say uh, shamanic astrology is the, the training, my training as an astrologer. And just to, to give honor where honors do, um, the way that I look at Venus, and we'll talk about Venus, is um, through the shamanic astrology paradigm, which is sourced by Daniel Giamario. Mm. So to put that out there. And it's, um, so the first thing is that in shamanic astrology, we, there's an understanding that there is some connection with the planet Venus and relationship and mm-hmm. love and money, these other things that are kind of, that's, that's how often in astrology, that's how people view Venus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in shamanic astrology, what we primarily, the way we primarily see Venus is as representing the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, the feminine principle. And so with that, we don't just see Venus as being about love and sweetness and abundance. It, she can be that. But we want to honor the full spectrum feminine, which goes beyond what, you know, more and more we understand there's the lunar feminine, there's the solar feminine, um, as opposed to maybe before we always thought of the feminine as lunar. Now Mm -hmm. there's more complexity about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but if you look at the full spectrum feminine, you can look at the feminine as being expressed authentically through each of those 12 archetypes, each of the 12 signs. And each one is going to embody um, you know, in a, in a particular way that's going to be different than if it was in the masculine form. So, um, so for example, uh, we might look at just some of the different um, archetypes of the feminine, and you can look at those in different kind of groupings. So some of the goddesses, you could say, are giver goddesses. So, uh, for example, Cancer. If you're a Cancerian goddess, you're going to really want to be a, a nurture, a responsible mm-hmm. nurture. And so it's very much about wanting to create a safe space for others to really be in their vulnerability, be in their emotional truth. Um, it's a very giving goddess. Um, also, um, Pisces is very much a giving archetype of the feminine. And these mm-hmm. two might be seen more as the loner also. And then on the other end, you've got Aries, Leo. And these goddesses, they're very actional. They're going to, like, really make things happen. They're more of the solar goddesses. Mm. Uh, but then you have feminine that shows up in a totally new way that's, like, uh, Aquarius or Gemini. Of course, Rochelle, you're, you're the Gemini, Venus, and Moon. So Rochelle so beautifully embodies all of these Gemini qualities. And she is the magical feminine. She's a free electron, mm. among other things. So she's not going to be pinned down. She's not going to be defined by any kind of societal framework and she can she can be in a position of being in um you know being married or having children or these kinds of things but she's never going to be pinned into some kind of role Mm. So (laughs) so she's the magical feminine and aquarius also is a free electron she does um as she as she will and she kind of doesn't quite fit into any of the societal frameworks for how it is that we think she's supposed to be. She's very free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have some of the, the divine feminine, the Virgo and um, Sagittarius can both show up as renunciate. Actually mm-hmm. renunciate meaning like um, historically it might've been the monk or the nun or the individual who is really deeply, deeply dedicated to the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, has a, may require more time on their own, alone, doing this deeper work of devotion and prayer. 
And um, that version of the feminine has historically been somewhat challenged to be in a householder role, to be mm-hmm. like the mother or the, you know, it's like, well, where is my, where is my space for my spiritual work? That can be very true for Gemini as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are just a few of the different um, archetypes of the goddess. Um, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) One of the reasons that I love this so much for this particular part of the podcast is up to this point, we've been really asking women to speak about the correlation between the menstruation cycles, between the cycles of giving birth as a metaphor into this matrix of creation, this blueprint for all women, whether you're birthing a baby, a book, a business, uh, I'm trying to think of something else that starts with a B. And so <laughs> that there, to, to really in supporting the feminine essence and the regenesis of society and the, you know, the, the earth renewal and all these things of looking at another aspect of coming in to mirror to the feminine essence, whether that's in a woman or a man, but most mostly women will probably be listening to this, is that this is, we were meant to create. We were meant to do this. We were meant to create. And so by really aligning with being aware of, you know, your cycle of planning your calendar around your menstruation cycle or really trusting in the pregnancy cycle of all this that can happen, even when you're not just in the masculine act of doing, doing, doing. And then, and then the reason I love this conversation is because it's the celestial sinking of the cycles. Yeah. It's the same principle of what I'm so passionate about having a conversation about. But it's, and it's also an invitation for people, for people who already love astrology, they're, you know, nodding their heads and like, yes, of course it's, but for people who maybe haven't had an experience that really resonated with them deeply. They haven't known what an ally astrology can be and what a feminine tool to sync with the cycle. So syncing with the feminine body, syncing with the feminine earth, you know, people might even plan some things around, you know, where the, you know, if it's a new moon or a full moon, but like the, the opportunity that you're really offering the feminine essence to sync with Venus Yes. To me is deeply profound and I'm so grateful for really pioneering this. I know you and your work with Kaylin. And so it's such an honor to be here with you. And I'm curious if there's anything you want to riff on with that around the sinking with Venus, you started to talk about it or any direction you want to go. Absolutely. So uh, beyond just to go back really quickly and say, we look at Venus and the chart as representing the version of the goddess that a woman is here to embody in this lifetime. So that links back to what I said before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were speaking into the, to work with Venus, um, I think is taking it another octave. You know, many women are working with cycles of the moon now, and that is so powerful, mm-hmm. so fundamental. Um, and so what Kayla and I have been doing is creating um, a remembrance, creating ceremony, sacred ceremony around working with the cycles of Venus. And it is so powerful. Um, So I think of it as being the next octave. And so, for example, we're about to begin a new cycle um, with Venus in the sign of Aries. So we we begin the cycle when Venus rises as morning star. And then Venus goes through a whole cycle that takes 19 months. So if you can begin, I'd first of all recommend that people really pay attention to what's going on with Venus. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, this third brightest object in the sky after the sun and the moon. The um, the Mayans, their calendars were based very much, uh, very much influenced by the cycles of Venus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and working with the cycles of Venus, um, it's just the other thing to know is that Venus is like a mirror to the Earth. There mm-hmm. are many ways, and many cultures, and many Native people also would say she's our sister. So mm. it, when you work with Venus, it's like a mirror. We're actually seeing what's happening in the below by seeing what's happening in the above. Again, this is the principle with astrology, right? Mm-hmm. So, but there's this beautiful cycle where the Venus cycle encompasses the sun and the moon within its 19-month cycle. And so the way Kaylin and I have been working with this is um, related to the fact that Daniel um, Giamario was one of the first to really make the link between the Sumerian um, stories about the great goddess Inanna. These are some of the first stories that were actually written down. We always hear about Gilgamesh, but the Inanna stories were even before that. So this story about Inanna, where she goes to the underworld, and, and the way she has to go through seven gates releasing an article of clothing of civilization, her civilized self, until she goes to the underworld, goes through a death and rebirth journey, comes back up through those gates and recovers each of her articles of clothing uh, up to her crown. So this story is a literal retelling of the way the Venus cycle works. It's a very powerful story. And so for the last three Venus cycles, uh, Kaylin and I have been gathering women, men from across the globe, and we go through... Each of these Venus cycles through Inanna's story, working with the gates as chakras. And there's so much more to tell about this, right? We only have so much time. But I'll just tell you that from this point, you know, I really started leading women through this cycle in 2010. I was the first to start leading women through this cycle in a, uh, the, the full-on cycle, which was so exciting because it's, yeah. So um, since that time, I really do time my everything in my life, I time it all around the Venus cycle. It's aligned with that. And mm. so and, and with and it's so beautiful because it connects to the chakra with each of the chakras. And in the first part of the Venus journey when she's in the morning sky, we are in engaged in the practice of releasing whatever stands in the way of a full connection to each of our chakras one at a time from the crown on down. We go down through the chakras. Mm. In the evening sky Venus, we're working with her and we're reclaiming our power at each of those chakras coming back up. And mm. a group of over 100 people doing this with us, what we're doing is we're re-engaging in a modern context what the ancient Sumerians would do every eight years. At when, when Venus rose as morning star closest to the spring equinox, beginning a new cycle, their entire culture, they would have enactments of the Inanna descent story to honor Venus. Mm. So what we're doing is bringing this back in in a modern context. And it is so powerful and it's so literal what happens at the different chakra gates. Mm. And there's so much more that you kind of have to, to, to participate to get. Yes. But I'll just say Venus and the moon, the crescent moon, when they're together, that's a gate. Mm. So in any case, does yes. that help? Does that? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so, for me, I have a very metaphorical mind. Like if I walk down the street and I see a leaf fall, it's like, what do I need to let go of? <laughs> so, I really love, and one of the things that I've really taken from being your student, and also I'll just share that shamanic astrology has completely informed and affirmed so many of the things about myself 
in terms of understanding myself in a way to really have a life map to work with. So I'm so grateful for the readings I've had with you. I've had a reading with Daniel DiMario. I've had a reading, as many readings as Sayo. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful for the body of work that, that you and all the shamanic astrologers are contributing to it. It's benefited me and like my 40 closest friends very much. (laughs) But what I was saying with the metaphorical mind is that one of the things I really got from, from being your student also was looking at Venus, you know, like actually looking at her in the night sky. And one of the things you said is, you know, there's so much to say, but it has to be experienced. And isn't that like so much of the feminine is, is the really, yeah, the deep experiential nature. So I know you're creating ritual and bringing it into a modern context and really encouraging people to be interactive with the information instead of just receive it from mind to mind. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, so I, I've learned so much about Venus, but I think some of my biggest learnings have been being outside at night, looking at her. Yes, <laughs> so much yes. <laughs> and the transmission that comes through and then having, whether it's doing your course and being prepped for that in a good way or having such a powerful experience looking at Venus in the night sky and then doing one of your courses and, and affirming the, the transmission that came through. Yes. But I, re- I really appreciate and honor the depth of, of your work and also the access because, you know, um, you know, to go back to Sumerian times, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I've, I've heard another teacher say like, we can't necessarily, we can't go back, but we can sense, you know, the sacredness, the reverence, and, and we can create something in this modern context where it might look different, but the feeling continues. Yes. And I feel that so deeply with the invitation that you have to work with Venus and, and with shamanic astrology and this, you know, this connection, you know, of between heaven and earth. And you mentioned it before, but again, you know, as above, so below, as we look at what's going on in the stars and you really track it. You can, you can see, and one of my favorite things is always when people ask me about astrology, like, oh, Rochelle, what's going on astrologically? And it's like, well, what's going on in your life? That's what's going on astrologically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so well put. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. And so, and so I, I'm curious, um, we mentioned your website, but is there anything else you want to share about how people could learn more about your work? Um, Yes, yes, yes. And I just, will, I just want to echo though what you said. It's so essential that you capture this because um, absolutely. In our courses too, it's just like one of the most important things is we have people all across the globe spending time with Venus in the morning or the evening sky and with the moon. And there is nothing more important. There is nothing that is absolutely so accurate. Um, mm. So yes, um, well, people can always contact me. I do individual Venus readings, which are very, very fun. Mm. Um, yeah, and I take people through a whole Venus life review process where you look at your life through eight-year Venus return cycles. It's very, very powerful practice. Um, and also, Kaylin and I, with Venus Alchemy, you can just look up Venus Alchemy and see what our, our courses are. We offer two primary kinds of courses now, and this will, it will be more as time goes on. 
But the first is that we offer a Getting Personal with the Goddess course, a really in-depth course where we help women really look at Venus in their chart and in their life. Like, how does this relate to me personally? How can I work with this? Um, you know, am I morning star or evening star? So it's about all about me, all about me and my relationship to the goddess. The second courses that we do are the, um, the ceremonial Inanna Rising courses where we take people through the full Venus cycle. And you're right. We create Venus altars together. Um, we have we, we partner people with each other, and they and then we also let people know all the different sacred timings between Venus and the Moon, when Venus is in the underworld, all of this, so that we can really be with Venus and spend mm-hmm. time with her. Um, we have a Venus journal. We dream with Venus. So there are many, many, many experiential feminine tools that we use. We use movement. Um, so although, yeah, I'm so excited to be able to. Um, Mary Koya with some of this work as well because Mm -hmm. to be able to fully um, bring her into embodiment I've done some of this in my live workshops and it's so powerful I I also offer live workshops working with the Venus cycle and that takes it to a deeper level so I'm so excited to do that with you and I'm also open to do that with people in their communities if they can you know when they can bring that together so I Mm -hmm. love in-person work with Venus embodied there's nothing more powerful Mm. Tammy, thank you so much. And again, her website is astrologyforearthrenewal.com and venusalchemy.com. And I will definitely be signing up for your next Venus journey. So if anyone's inspired to do it, we can do it side by side. Awesome. Yes. Aries Arise Venus Teleclass Series. Yes. Beginning April 17th. Okay, 2017. Yes. All right. So I'd love to close with a prayer and gratitude to you, Tammy, to the, the sacred call that you serve of the feminine, of the earth, of the stars, and also to the great mystery, the light that shines in the radiance of the sun, in the wisdom cycles of the moon, and in the unique luminescence of the stars. As we look up, may that help us to also look within and see the light that is always there. Thank you so, so much for being with us today. And thank you for everyone that's listening. I trust that the star seeds that got planted will grow in perfect timing. And I look forward to the next time we can all be together. To continue the conversation, visit us at koya.love, Q-O-Y-A dot L-O-V-E, and lifestyleofreverence.com for more information about movement, rituals, community, and pilgrimage.